NCAA has a number of rules re regarding ethics and duties to be ethical in conduct. Certainly, th these acts would run afoul of them. And then secondly, taking money, taking bribes could be considered impermissible benefits in the sense that coaches are getting extra pay and really abusing the athletic process by creating roster spots for players that clearly are not capable of performing in those athletic positions. So I could see the NCAA viewing this as impermissible benefits to the athletic department because the coach himself or herself is getting paid extra in a way that's abusing the athletic department. This is Moose's Mulligan. Your favorite sports podcast where money talks and BS walks. Here's your host, Alex Moose Streisand. Hey. Ah, yes, this is Moose's Mulligans with me, your host, Alex Streisack. It's your favorite sports podcast where money talks and BS walks. And money has its own language. That's why you get Starkey Brothers Incorporated. Get the guys that are fluent in the money language. Work smarter, not harder. Get the right financial advice. Go to Starkey Brothers Incorporated. We're also brought to you by the awesome punk rock band retro color go to retrocolorband.com learn about all their new tour information and see if they're coming to a city near you lastly brought to you by brava arts go to brava-arts.org to learn more about the nonprofit dance world all right let's get you started off here and i really want to stay on one topic the whole show but if you haven't heard in the news the ncaa recently has had more more problems than they even had before if that's even possible there's a scandal that came out that the NCAA student athletes may not be student athletes. So it actually was weird in that it was a lot of rich kids that pretty much academically couldn't get into these tougher schools and their parents or family had the money to pay off these coaches individually to say that they were on the athletic team so that they could get in academically. It doesn't mean that they got scholarship, but it's just so that they could actually get into the school. Now, this is obviously incorrect and wrong to do. I think we can all agree on that. It's taking away a roster spot from one kid. I know one one was women's Yale soccer, and they put a girl on the soccer team who had never played soccer before in her life, and she never showed up to one soccer practice, one soccer, anything, and it got her into the school. And obviously that takes away a roster spot from a girl who did play soccer her whole high school life and had the GPA to possibly play in Yale. Might have been a little below, and that could have been the thing that got her in. And there are other big names on this. There's Stanford. I saw USC Water Polo. There, uh, I think University of Texas was on the list. So this, this is a big deal. Georgetown was on there. And what what's different is on this one is the NCAA's, you know, pleading ignorance on this one that they didn't know it was happening. Uh, it was personal payments to the coaches to break the rules on this. Uh, yeah, I, I do believe that. And it obviously is not fair to the student-athletes that don't get the roster spot because it's given away to someone that doesn't deserve it. I mean, hell, this one girl, they said she was on her high school rowing team, and their high school doesn't have a rowing team. And they even photoshopped the pictures. One, they said she was top 50 in the nation in soccer. It turns out she was, like, top 300 in her county <laughs> not even in the state so it, it's they have to the coaches had to promote to their board 
the the uh, athletic board that they wanted to give the roster spot to this person for this reason, so they had to make it up so that it looked convincing. And the kid would fake an injury or just never show up. But this issue, of course, it's illegal. It's not supposed to happen. So there there will obviously be changes to make sure this doesn't happen because it's already against the rules. What I really am concerned about and want to bring up is what is legal still in the NCAA that's going to continue to happen that affects thousands of student-athletes. This did affect student-athletes, but this affects thousands of them constantly, and this has been happening forever, and it's still happening. Everyone talks about how a coach can go to another university and not face a punishment. And then a student-athlete, if they want to transfer from the same division or from... You know, if they're in Division One, they can't transfer to another Division One without sitting out for a year. That that is part of the problem. But the real problem is is that coaches are allowed to do all these moves and all these changes, and the schools are allowed to let these changes happen without protecting the student athlete. What I really want to get to is a time where student athletes aren't left out in the dust. And here's what I mean by that. If a coach recruits a student athlete and promises them scholarship and promises them that they will get their opportunity and they leave before that, when that student athlete's coming in as a freshman or is not at the school yet, if they sign a letter of intent right now, the student athlete's stuck. They're left in the dust. There's nothing they can do about it. That That's just not fair because then a new coach can come in and say, oh, we're a spring sport. I'm not going to honor your scholarship in the spring because you're cut. You don't fit my game plan. You don't fit my strategy. Or I didn't recruit you. Why should I honor it for you? And then the kid has to sit out a year to transfer D1 to D1. It doesn't make any sense that a student athlete can't just transfer if their coach left them in the dust. And it happens every year. You have to either be lucky enough to be a grad student or you have to be playing football because apparently if you play less than four games, you can transfer. But in every other sport, that's not the case. And the, the biggest fear I always hear is that if we let student-athletes transfer every year, then one coach is going to dominate because he'll be like, oh, that kid had a good sophomore year. Come to our team. We'll have you your junior year. And to those people, I say, who cares? Who cares? If one coach has the better facilities and dominates, they usually dominate recruiting anyway. And if they do start to dominate more, it'll dare the schools around them to actually give a crap and build their programs up and take care of their athletes. It'll actually be like, hey, maybe we should take care of our athletes more so they stay more. <laughs> it's, it's just a crazy idea, but like maybe we'll actually take care of them more. Maybe we'll actually give them more of an opportunity and not just leave them in the dust. It, it, why they explain how you can go from division one to division two and play right away, but you can't go from division one to division one right away. Is that so much unfair? Oh, that student athlete's going to cheat. Go to another D one in the same conference. So what? The kid could go for academic reasons for his major. The kid could be so unhappy with his coach. So you'd rather him be miserable and have to sit out a year or be miserable and lose possible playing time or scholarship and stay with the coach that's making him miserable? How is that any better than saying that one school might dominate? That is not a valid excuse. I'm going to need something better than that. And this whole depending on what division you transfer to is nonsense. 
It should be where the kid thinks he will get his best opportunity or her best opportunity. It's none, none of this else should matter. If I go to a school my freshman year and my coach leaves and going into the sophomore year, I don't know what this coach is going to be like and I'm uncomfortable staying, I should have the right to go to another school the next year. It's not my fault the coach left. It's the school's fault. They didn't pay him enough or another school gave him a promotion, but the school doesn't care. They want you to stay there and pay your tuition another year. It doesn't make sense for the student-athletes. It only makes sense for the coaches. It only makes sense for the schools. It only makes sense for the NCAA. But we're forgetting it doesn't make sense for the student-athletes. All right, so that's my rant for the week. Um, if you have any opinions on this, you can go to moosesmulligans.weebly.com. We have a comment section. You can go to Facebook and comment on this episode. You can message our page. You can go to Instagram at moosestryzak or at moosesmulligans. I want to hear opinions on this. Uh, I'm going to post a poll on my Instagram at moosestryzak, seeing what you guys think if the NCA should change transfer rules. Uh, that's just that's just the beginning of it, though. There's so many things we still need to do for student-athletes. So, uh, once again, a thank you to our sponsor, Starkey Brothers Incorporated, to Retro Color Band, and to Brava Arts. Make sure you go to facebook.com slash moosesmulligans. Give the show a like. Uh, follow us on Instagram at moosesmulligans, at moosestryzak. Once again, this is your favorite sports podcast for Money Talks and BS Walks. We'll see you next time.